We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. All right, welcome back. Best hour of their day. Special guest, Jacob Hepner, all the way from, I don't know if I, in my time there, learned how to say it right. It's not Bayshore. Baser, yeah. Baser. Baser, Kansas. You got a good... uh, Chick-fil-A, and that's about it. That's the- <laughs> is, that all you, is that all you ate at when you were here is Chick-fil-A? I gave you so many restaurants. Five guys. Five guys every night, actually. Oh. It, I didn't, you know, you were busy competing, but the highlight of my weekend was I was using Uber Eats, probably oh. Saturday. It was Saturday night. Yeah, because I left, no, no, I left Saturday. So it must have been Friday night. I ordered Uber Eats, and I ordered two burgers, two hot dogs from Five Guys, Waiting, waiting, waiting. Finally, it gets canceled. And it was late. And I had to run over there. So I ran over there. I was like, I'm going to order it. Order it. And then the guy goes, wait, are you Jason? And I was like, yeah. He was like, we have a new breach for you. So I got double for free. So, and I don't know if you remember, but I actually ate it right before I left. Gave me crazy diarrhea on my ride home from Kansas. <laughs> oh, and by the way, by the way, there's Rocky. Rocky says hi. Hey Rocky! Yeah, I didn't bring my I didn't bring my dog with me, but that's hilarious about how much food you ate. That's so much. Oh yeah, you gotta get it in when you can when you're driving like that. But yeah, two bacon. You know, for those listening that care, five guys, you can ask for extra bacon and extra cheese at no extra cost. So lots of uh, things that we teach you on best hour of their day. I, I gave you so many good options to eat at because I did not give you Chick Fil A. You gave me Yard House. Yard house, and you decided to go for the cheap option. <laughs> you know, because I just wanted to be able to take it back to the room and crush it. I love Yard House, though. I do love yeah. Yard House. Oh, that's right. You've eaten there before. You knew what it was. That's there was right, one so. in Boston. Yeah, I, okay. Never mind then. So I'm excited to chat with you. I met you at uh, Cobra Command CrossFit. You guys, Jill and the crew, absolutely amazing. I told this story on the podcast. I don't you know, you were competing and you were yeah. a pleasure to judge, you know, low, you know, low key. I think you don't get the recognition you deserve. You're a three time top 10 games athlete. Yep. There's not many. I mean, how many of them are there in the world? Uh, probably geez, 10 to 20 of us. Probably. No top 10 though for three years. Oh, I don't know. I, I mean, no obviously idea. Frazier and Froning, you can put up there and, yeah, Kalipa won, and I think came in second or third one year. But man, we got Noah Scott, Vellner, Fakowski. I mean, it's probably probably less than twenty. But it's days. elite. It's elite company. Yeah, and then throw in another uh, 18th place. I'm looking on the game site right now. But yeah, first year. Yeah, you were uh, low key, like just having a good time. Is that yeah? Just how you compete normally, or was that more of a reflection of we're doing this at home. Yeah. So that's usually how I compete normally. I think if you ask most people that 
compete next to me. I usually function pretty well if you let me just have a good time. Um, I think when you look at the circumstance we've been given, you know, like you could laugh at all you want. I compete in a fitness competition. Okay. It's yeah, like when you say it, you really laugh about it. Like you can't act too serious about that. Like I, what I do for a living is I do a fitness competition and I'm blessed to do it. So why not enjoy it when you have it? Now, some people, um, and their, how they approach competitions. Matt Frazier is completely different than me. He, he enjoys a good joke every now and again, but he is, he's, he's straight, you know, focused then, but for me, I like to unwind a little bit, have a good time. The work's been put in, the haze in the barn. Now you just have to have a good time with the people around you and see how the cards lay. So with that being said, do you think, and not that you're not taking it seriously, I don't think that's, yeah. the, but, but do you think if you were like, no, no joking, I'm not going to hop in the ice bath and eat cookies in between. I mean, <laughs> and I understand you're eating a lot because you're training hard, but filming funny stuff, you know, it's all over your Instagram. Do you think you would be higher? Uh, no, I think I function the best when I'm having a good time. Um, I think if you get too stressed out about it, right, that affects your body in a way that probably isn't good. Um, I like to have a good time in general. Um, I, of course I want to place well, but it's not do or die. You know, it's not like, okay, well, if I don't place, you know, like lack of better terms, Matt Frazier has something to uphold, right? He has to continue to win. Um, and so I'm sure he has a lot more stress on his back than myself showing up. So, yeah. And, and just different personalities, you know, it would exactly. be probably worse for you to try to be that serious and not make those jokes. Have you ever made a joke on oh, your God. social media and someone's taken it the wrong way? Like someone, I, have you actually angered I, a competitor? I've actually made a joke at the games and I've had athletes give me a look of, come on, come on, Jacob. Well, so can you tell it, this story? Oh yeah, absolutely. So it's a, it's a fairly, I, I'm assuming this is a PG podcast. I'm going to treat it like a PG 13 yeah, podcast. We, we blur the line. Okay, okay. I'm more, I'm more professional than my partner, but yeah. Okay. So it's, uh, we had the first year the games had a pegboard that was 20, 15, right? That was like a Franish workout, if I remember correctly. You no, know, so that was 2016. Okay. 2015, 2015, we had the first year to the pegboard. We had Murph that year. We had a bunch of bar muscle ups. All of our biceps were so fried, and they were like, here's a pegboard. And, and none of the was, women were able to do it that year, right? Or, or very few of them could even do one rep, correct. Right. And so um, we were not allowed to test out a pegboard whatsoever in the, in the warm up area. The years following, the subsequent years, we were allowed to, but the first year they were like, nope, no pegboard. And so we're all Googling how to do a pegboard and trying to figure it out. And I remember watching Matt Frazier like rapidly YouTubing how to do a pegboard. I just laughed at myself. Um, but we're getting out there, and um, Boz is uh, giving us a, um, a, quick, a quick standards meeting concerning the pegboard and how to approach it since none of us knew how to do it. And he was like, um, he said something to degree. Someone asked a, a question about <laughs> if we lost the peg. So if we're going up the pegboard and one of our pegs falls out of our hand, can we use our fingers and stick it in the hole? Oh, and no. Of course, here comes oh, the dirty joke. Oh, so here comes the, <laughs> you know, the office. Uh, I quickly yelled out. That's what she said. As fast so, as I possibly Mandatory. Mandatory. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> mandatory and a boss of course gives a 
He's trying to be professional. I get that. He gives a quick <laughs> and then continues to be very professional. And I remember like a couple of the guys I compete with turning around going like this. Really, Jacob? Really? <laughs> like they're stressed about it. And I'm like, hey, you don't let a joke like that go by without saying something. You have to. Do you, are you yeah. a big office fan? Mm, I love the office. It's the best. What's your favorite episode? Uh, I don't know. That's a great question. Uh, we recite it quite often in our house. I, I personally, I personally like either the sexual harassment episode. Good one. Or the, uh, I believe it's called the gay witch hunt episode, which is also a really good one. Michael Any kissing of- Oscar yeah. at the end of yeah. that episode is classic. I, my favorite, and once I say it, I think you'll agree with me is uh, the 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 dinner when Jan and oh. Michael have all the couples over for dinner. That's a yeah, but- Dwight shows up with his babysitter. <laughs> but the problem is, like, there are good episodes. And then there are episodes that make you like it makes me anxious. It's like, oh, oh god! If I was there, I'd be like, oh, I'm just walking in my seat watching. And that show, that episode, makes me so anxious. Oh yeah, my wife would like cover her eyes worse than a scary movie. She, this is a word <laughs> she taught me because she's from England. She cringy. She's like, it's cringy. And I was yeah. like, the first two seasons were way worse. Michael yeah. Scott was bad. <laughs> um, so. Um, Speaking of watching it in your house, tell me about the clown house. Oh man! Well, let's see, when you came out here, you had just bought it. Yeah, like you literally had just closed on it. Yeah, we had just closed on it, so it's like seven minutes from the gym. It's like it's instead of I was usually like fifteen minutes to the gym. It's much closer. Um, it's fifty acres of land, and that's the only thing they're not making any more of is time and land. I can't buy time. I can buy land. So we bought 50 some land. acres. Did you say fifty? 50 five zero yeah what i, 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 I want to hear about the house what's that yeah no go ahead now i want to hear about the house but you must have plans for that land what are you gonna do you gotta build like a university or something on it yeah <laughs> i want to challenge i can't challenge froning in fitness but i want to challenge him in land owned i don't know if he bought his land from his dad or if it was given to him either way i'm gonna make fun of him for it but um no so um 50 acres um there was a, the goal of it was I want to build a house on it that I'm never going to move again. It's I'm calling it the house. I'm going to die in my forever home, the house I'm going to get buried in. And, uh, but the problem was I was like, okay, I, I have to buy land and it's going to take me a little while to build a house. I need to sell my house in the interim solution. And so there was a really ugly house on the property. It was puke green, uh, dude built. It was a cinder block house. It looks like a bunker. Um, it was built in, early 1900s and uh it's probably an antique for most people and so we called it clown house uh because the gentleman who lived in it uh who was renting it he wasn't the owner of the property he was renting and living on the property had a really weird picture of a clown in his living room like i don't know many people who have a picture like a like a painted picture of a clown in their living room but it was he did and it just weirded me out so we called it clown house we needed a name for it um, and so we've, uh, actually spent the last two months renovating it and we finished renovations geez, five days ago. And, uh, we actually, I think last night was the third night we slept in it. And so it's uh, fully renovated. It's the way my wife wants to look at, we're going to live in there for about a year to two years. And we're going to get the house built in the back of the property that we're eventually going to live in for the rest of my life. And then I'm going to Airbnb the house, the clown house, essentially. It's kind of the goal. 
Yeah, and you were doing all that renovation yourself? No, I couldn't fix up crap, Jason. Oh, I thought you, I can't. your Instagram was deceiving. Yeah, so I can do a little bit of things. I can do like small electrical work, small things, but I get frustrated really quickly with fixing things. So we hired someone to do uh, most of the renovation. So, And you're living in it, Winston's happy? Winston still thinks we're going to go home to our old house at some point, and I can't communicate to him that, no, we are here now. We are not is, going back home. This is <laughs> this is our new normal, Winston. This is the new house now. And Kelly's happy with it. She's all, this is the house of her dreams. It's not the house of her dreams. She's going to build the house of her dreams, but she has to understand the, the short-term solution to a long-term goal. This is an interim solution in the meantime to live on the property and to build the house in the back, so... It's a good, it's a good, it's a good kind of starting point for us, uh, for the house in the back. You posted a workout. I think it was Thanksgiving that looked really gross. And I actually was curious about your time. So I was it? I think it was some sort of distance on a bike. And then every four minutes, like 20 calorie row and 10 burpees, maybe. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're right. It was a 10,000 meter or 10 K biker, which as we know is twice twice as fast as a rower. Okay. Oh, that's every- kind of where my reference, I was like, this could be forever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a long, I mean, but the biker is twice as fast. And then, uh, every four minutes, including zero was a 20 calorie row, uh, for males, females would be a 15, I believe. And then 10 burpees over the rower. I think we, my coach put a 36 minute time cap on it. And I think I finished it around 30 minutes. I don't know. I, I've eaten. I eaten a bit, I ate a bunch of turkey after that and fell asleep. And whatever happens, happens at that point. Yeah, I just I was like, wow. If that's relative to the rower, I was like, this is like a two-hour workout. But yeah. I've not done a lot of time on the concept to bike. Yep, yep. So like when you when you row, it usually says your 500 meter pace. Where I'm like I'm rowing at a 145, 500 meter pace on the rower. When you bike, it'll say your 1,000 meter pace it'll match one to one. They'll say a 145, 1000 meter pace, but it goes twice as fast. If that makes sense. That's, makes sense. So yeah. you're five, seven, I'm yeah. about five, three, five, four. And I always complain about the assault bike or echo bike is, has that been something you've had to work hard or because you weigh, you know, closer to 200 pounds being shorter is not as much of a disadvantage. I mean, it's, I mean, when it comes down to it, like in the sport on average, we're all five, seven, one ninety five. I fit into that mold perfectly. Um, there are obviously some guys in the sport that can hammer those bikes a lot, a lot better. Uh, Tim Paulson is, is a prime example of that, but he's huge, um, right? He's a big, yeah. 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 He's six foot and I think he's two fifteen or something like that. And so, you know, Fikowski can also do that. He's also bigger, but I mean, the guys in our sport that are statistical outliers like that are a dime a dozen. Um, so on average, we're all going to be about pretty similar on the rower and the bike. After I left Kansas, I saw you ate some sort of burger with spicy Cheetos on it. What? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you left and I went and had a really big pina colada. Okay. I saw, really I saw that too. That was delicious. And they had it. We went to this restaurant down the road. I had never heard of it. It was called the Trump burger and it had, it had, yeah. Oh, I get it, it now. Like, it's like orange. Yeah. Yeah. So it had che- spicy Cheetos that were like ground up and like powdered all over it. And that was, the, it was really good. Not going to lie. But I was like, I got to get this, take a picture and send it to all my friends. I was like, look at this burger. It, 
how long does the kind of uh, liberal eating extend for after the after the phase one of the games? Well, it's going to kind of depend upon what the season looks like. Like, I mean, have they already announced that the Open's going to be pushed back later than February? Oh, you think they're going to say that? I think it's probably going to happen. Just because I mean, boxes are being shut down? Yeah. I mean, unless you, make the, unless you make the open, like, you need one dumbbell and one jump rope. I mean, they could do it. Like, look at, like, Dubai did that. Um, but they didn't have a competition, a sanctional after they just had an online competition. But unless they do one dumbbell and one jump rope, you know, people in different countries, even our country in and of itself, are not going to be allowed to get into a gym for a concept two for a pull-up bar. I mean, I, I think my prediction is 2021 is going to look the same as 2020. It's not going to look much different, which could be a bad, could be a good thing. I mean, in my perspective, there are advantages to both. When did we do the Open in 2020? It was around, no, the 2020 Open was actually in 2019, right? Yeah, it was in October. Like, we would have actually just finished it a couple weeks ago, like one year ago. So it has to look a little different, assuming they're going to have a games. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I think they're still going to have a games. I think they announced that they learned a lot from having just five people from each gender at the games this year. They learned how to run it efficiently um, with five people, and now I think they can probably bump it up. I think that's what they said, that they could probably do more. What, no, I don't know if more is six or ten. Um, but they can do it a better job now going forward. I mean, it was cut down to 30 of us, right? So there was like a crap ton of us going to the games and they cut us down to the top 20 plus sanctionals, which is like 30 athletes. And they cut it down to five. So I wouldn't be surprised if this year they had the games, but they did top 20 instead of top five. Cause now they have lessons learned from 2020 pretty much. So you're, you're assuming by July or August of next year, we're still not able to get, crowds together i would imagine i would Im i don't know who's in who's calling the shots at hq probably depends on who it is but i would imagine that it's probably still gonna look the same i mean the problem is i think they said that the open will not be a qualification for the games this year unlike years in the past at least the sanctional version of the years in the past so if that's the case then it needs to be sanctional qualifiers that go to the games so, but therefore all sanctionals are not on the united states they're all over the world and so that depends upon global you know worldwide like is germany open for a sanctional is italy open for a sanctional you know what are we doing in south africa and so i think it's going to kind of depend on other nations and that's just how it's going to work it's interesting to hear you say that because when i got home from kansas my wife was like, how was it? I was like, COVID does not exist in Kansas. I was yep. like, on my way home, I stopped in Colby. Yep. Which is like the most backwards town I've ever been to. And there were just people like no masks, like at restaurants, it was normal. Yep. So it was just interesting. You know, then you get back to Colorado and it's like mandates and everything. As, as someone that competed, what was your opinion on, on the games this year? I, mean, I think they did the best they could, right? At least we we had the games. They had five people. I, I'm not going to sit here and down the games. I, I enjoyed watching it. Don't get me wrong for parts that I did watch of it. Um, I think it was still a cool opportunity that we still had the games. And it's still, they did the best they could, right? You know, they knew they couldn't get all of us together. They knew that they couldn't bring in all the national champs like 2019. 
Um, and we still had the games. We still got paid like it was the games. It was just different, you know, because like you and I finished the last workout. I finished my final clean at 275, jump across that tape line. And it's like, OK, the games are over and I'm home. <laughs> like there's no like transition, like, you know, writing a paper and having an award ceremony and going home, which is different. But I think for the circumstances that existed worldwide, they did the best they could. And it was absolutely wonderful. Yeah, that was, I was going to mention this earlier. So I saw you do that friendly Fran workout and then we had a break and I did it with a couple of the people at your box and you were like sub four, right? Yeah. yeah. In my mind, I was like, I'm going to use the female. I tell this story before. I'm going to use the female weight and I think I could beat Jacob's time. <laughs> and I was like eight minutes, maybe even longer. The guy, Joe's <laughs> husband, I forget his name. Yeah, Jared. Jared, he did great. He did great. But I was like, this is terrible. You guys, yeah. that was perhaps, I think that was the most impressive workout from the week. You guys going unbroken on three sets of 21 thrusters at 115 is crazy. Watching after the films came out for all the athletes, you know, I think Frazier was like 320 or something. And watching that was just, at that point, you just realize like when you go to the games, even if, I mean, it's still great to make it the games, don't get me wrong. But when you go to the games, you realize just because you're there doesn't mean you're all in the same boat. Like there are people there who are in a different league than you. And that exists in every sport you go to, right? But I mean, you watch Frazier do Friendly Fran like 320 and you're like, oh boy, could have done another set of 21 thrusters and I'm still going. You know, like I've still got 40 odd seconds left of time left. It was just absolutely crazy to watch it. Yeah, I, I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan and he always says there's levels to this thing. And whether it's CrossFit or... You know, you see it in MMA also, like two people in the UFC and one is just dominating the other. Yeah. So if Frazier is the top level, are you at that level with him? No, Frazier and I are not in the same level together. I mean, we're both boys. We both go to the games and we both like CrossFit. That's probably where it stops right there. You don't I think, mean, so you don't think if you show up and say things happen in Madison next year, sure. if Frazier's there, Jacob Hepner does not have a chance of winning? I'm a realist when I approach certain situations um, to the angst of my wife, of course. Um, but I tend to lurk at the things that I'm doing and tend to come up with a real strategy of, okay, what is a good placement for me? I think when I, so when I first went to the games in 2014, I was a rookie. And my goal was I wanted to be the 50th percentile. That's what happens when you're, you get a math key. He's like, I want to be 50 percentile, not like a placement. Right, and for me, half. that was 20. You want to be top half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I want to be top half. And I got 18. Accomplished my goal. So I came out of the game second year, 2015. And my goal was I want to be, I was 18th. I now want to be top 10. And I got 10th. Woohoo! And then the next year I said, okay, well, I'm top 10. I want to do better than that. And I believe I got seventh in 2016. Then I took a couple years off because of just random stuff. And then, uh, 2019, I qualified to go back and I said, okay, well, I've improved every year, you know, 2019, I want to do better than seventh. And I got sixth. And I think, you know, when you approach a situation, I think from my perspective, I set realistic goals. Realistically, um, 2021 games, could I beat Frazier? <clears throat> Absolutely. If I give someone a hundred dollars, hundred dollars a hand with a baseball bat in his leg. <laughs> um, but you know, realistically, pr probably not. Uh, I think just Frazier is just, he has it, I think, nailed down in exactly what he's doing. I think his day, his life, 
and his calendar are laid out specifically for one goal, and that is to win the games. And if you want to win the games, that's how you do it. I mean, <clears throat> if you talk to Frazier, he doesn't do anything else. Like, that's what he does. You know, a couple of us in the sport do other things, whether we run companies or do this or do that or whatever the case may be. But that's what Frazier does. And I think that's what makes him great is that's, you know, Froning was great and still is great. Don't get me wrong. Froning uh, set himself apart in the early years of CrossFit because he was one of the few people that said, I'm going to make this a full-time job because he could. And I'm going to focus on training and pull people in to train with me. And that was the first time he'd seen that before, right? And so he quit his job at Tennessee Tech as a strength conditioning coach, focused on that, and just absolutely obliterated people. And to take that one step further, Frazier took that and said, okay, well, I'm going to train with people, and, I, and I'm going to do this by myself, but I'm going to make this my one and only goal. Like, there's nothing else I'm going to do. I'm not going to have any companies. I'm not going to you know, do anything else. I'm going to make it my sole goal to win this thing and dominate it. And that's what's been happening. So let me ask you a couple of follow-up questions to that. First of all, I think the world needs a bad guy of CrossFit, a, a Tanya Harding, if you will. And I think that would really be what takes CrossFit mainstream. So consider smashing his knee, you know, yeah. hiring your Jeff Galuli or, you know, we can get somebody to hit him. Just, you know, it, it, it would be at least a Lifetime movie at some point. But so <laughs> you... Now, let me ask you, if you did what he did, do you think you could win? Stop building the uh, I mean, I want to talk about all your business ventures, you know, no, push those aside. Stop building the clown house. Could Jacob have, I mean, you got sixth place. You're only five spots away. From him. Uh, yes. I think if I went out and made sure that Matt Frazier, something happened to him. You know, his brakes went out in his car. Uh, no, that's, no, I don't no. want to kill him. Yeah, that's too much. That's too much. Yeah. I hit that's him with a potted plant. Let, yeah, let's be realistic. Potted plant, <laughs> no, no brakes. <laughs> I hit him with a potted plant, and he doesn't make it to the first event of the games. Boz is like, bro, you didn't make it. You're out. Um, Minimum requirement. I, sorry. Yeah. And I canceled and stopped everything I had going on. Um, it would require me to also bring in probably expert people to fix certain categories i have wrong with me yeah we could win the games um but so you can get second if matt shows up yes because yes. what i'm seeing is every time you've set a goal for yourself you've achieved it if not better well except for obviously this year i was like oh well i think i could do top five and then we were 12. <laughs> yeah, terrible. I blame it on the judge. I blame it on the judge there. Um, but I did hook you up with that GHD sit-up. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you gave me... Yeah, you gave me... It was like, it was like two inches. It was like an inch and a half. Yeah, I mean, I don't want people to misconstrue. There was no pro reps, but I read the instructions and realized when we measured, you were higher than it needed to be. Which well, you did crazy. great on that workout, too. Yeah, which was crazy because... They based it off a of rogue GHD. They were like, hey, use our rogue GHD. If you don't have it, you can use anything else that has to be this tall. But then you would think if they gave a height for a rogue GHD, assuming you used it, it would be the height of the rogue GHD, but it wasn't. It was like two inches too tall, which maybe I was like, I don't understand this. But yeah, we uh it was a lot, it was a little bit easier. I haven't used that since. <laughs> Luckily, I was meticulous with by measuring. Did you do Atalanta? Like just try it? I did. 
I did not. I did not do that. Uh, I did not do that rabbit fest. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask. You know, these we I think we think of these games athletes, you included, as superhuman. Do you think they were smashed from that workout? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, <clears throat> yes. I, I think the guys in the workout were smashed from that workout if they knew they had to accomplish certain things to stay in a certain category. So, like... I bet you two names come to mind. Number one is Noah wanted a podium and he knew he had to get a certain place to podium. He was unfortunately unable to do that. And I'm sure he was smashed because of that, because he was trying to push to accomplish that goal. And I think the same can also be said for, um, Haley Adams. I mean, her hands were just ripped to shreds, but I, I think everyone was smashed by it. But when I think about it, if your place isn't going to move because of how you're going to do an at Atlanta, you know, what's the goal in smashing yourself if you're not going to move up in place and you can't move down in place. But for those guys that can get on the podium, that's huge. Right. Like, so Frazier and Tia probably left that like tired, but I just was wondering if there gets a point in CrossFit where just like, I'm no longer getting sore. And if that workout changed that for a lot of them. I bet you they were already sore at that point, but I bet you really crushed them at the end of that workout. Because their legs were already fried. I bet you it was their lats because of all the pull-ups. I mean... And just plummeting out of those pull-ups. Oh, I've never done 300 pull-ups in a day. And I've never done it with a weight vest. So I can only imagine that the next day they were like, can't bend their elbows. Like, they're like, shut your elbows out. You're like, oh, I can't do it. (laughs) I'm sure it was really tough. Yeah, that was just the one thing I was like, wow. That that looked like they're going to... Truly, have rap- I mean, everybody would have tested positive for rapio, but I'm sure they were. Fine. I really enjoy. I really enjoyed though that they put the male and female together. I wish we had done more of it, but I loved watching that, and I absolutely loved watching Carrie Pierce make everyone look stupid. She did it to us in Mary in 2019 in the Coliseum, but she was in the women's heat, and so we never knew like what she did. And then we all got done with the workout, and it was like, oh, Carrie Pierce still whooped us all by 30 reps, you know. So it was fun watching her do it next to everybody. It was just amazing to watch. Yeah, she's a beast at those workouts. So oh, yeah. as we alluded to, you do have a ton going on, which I want to dive into. How do you find the the balance of competing, you know, being a good husband? training hard, being on social media, building your house. What, what are some of your tips and tricks for those that feel like I don't have enough hours in the day? How does Jacob Hepner do it? I think you just got to, <clears throat> I look at things in terms of return of investment. So ROI, <clears throat> um, which I don't necessarily recommend everyone do this in their life. It's not necessarily fair. And I want to clarify, I don't have kids. I just have a wife. So it makes it a little bit easier for me um, to do that. But um I think you just really need to sit down and figure out, okay, if I have 24 hours in a day and I've got to sleep for eight or nine of it or whatever the case may be, (laughs) because I don't have kids, I can do that. Um, Where do I put my time where I can retain the biggest return on investment? And you've got to cut out things in your life that that don't give you the ROI. And I know that that probably sounds very callous to a lot of people, but I think when you try to become at a top of a sport when you try to become at a top of a business or elite in whatever it is, business, sport, you know, relationships, whatever it is, you have to look at it from that perspective in terms of, I've got this much time. Yes, I could sit down and watch this football game. 
but what do I get out of it? I mean, I, I don't watch sports. I don't watch much TV, to be honest. I don't go out much. I don't do much. <laughs> I mean, I live in the middle of nowhere, Jason. Like you've you got seen that yard house. You got a yard house. You can go out and party. <laughs> so there's really not a whole lot going on. And I think when you start in a sport like this, where it's a one track mind, it makes it pretty easy to say, okay, I need to work out this much. Now I've got this much time. How do I, you know, how do I set myself up for success later when I decide to exit, exit the sport or decide to stay in the sport? What does that look like? And then you just, you know, prioritize it from there and just give it like a weighted tree pretty much. So what are some of the things you've given up? Ah, oh, man. Well, I mean, you know, when we first got married, um, I grew up, you know, playing a little bit of video games as a kid. And, and when I first got married, my wife was like, Hey, video games are a waste of time. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. My wife tells you to waste of time. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. 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 You know, like pretty much everyone probably does. And then as I start getting more in the sport and determining, Hey, I can start these companies. I can do these things. You try to realize, like I mentioned, what is my return on investment from doing this and doing that? And you German, Hey, like I'm getting nothing from this. Like it's sure makes it's pleasurable and it makes me happy and that's there's still an investment on that that is good to have but it's not getting me anywhere in the long run and that's i think how you have to approach everything is okay is video games is me watching this me watching the football game or sports whatever the case may be you know is it worth your time really so you didn't get a playstation 5 <laughs> if i did it wouldn't tell my wife so we're building a we're building a barn on the property maybe i'll hide it in the barn and never tell her <laughs> yeah just what, what are you doing that barn for so long so <laughs> you have at least five companies that you're working I have five with, i have five right? companies correct so you've got a nutrition company a training company you've got a new ignite company as well as stream fitness correct and then grit yeah, so it's actually grit is a my programming, functional ED is nutrition, stream you mentioned, ignite you mentioned, and then the third company, which is like a uh, Instagram company or a social media management company, is called Takeover. Takeover, and that's for influencers such as yourself to kind of the, the liaison between the influencer and the people asking them to influence. Correct. It's between companies and influencers. Essentially, it's a more efficient pipeline for asking for revisions, getting content back and forth and getting garnering requirements for the influencer because I've been in the space long enough and it's a complete waste of time to go back and forth. It's you, terrible. There's nothing other. Go ahead. Do you consider yourself an influencer? I do to the degree that I have to give a name to it. I hate the name of it. I mean, so do you, I influence people? What would you, what would you well, update it to? What would you call it? What would I call it? Oh, I prefer athlete, I mean, but I think, I think when you use the term influencer, like what people don't understand is like someone, I influence people on social media and I might have a couple hundred thousand people to follow me and that's fine. But you might have, let's say hypothetically a thousand people to follow you on Instagram and that's fine, but you still influence those people and those people are in your circle. So in my mind definition, you are still an influencer. You might influence a smaller pond than I do, but you might have a more direct connection because the people that follow you know you personally. Whereas people that follow me may not know me personally, may have not have ever hung out with me. And, and you know, I can't influence as much as you can. So 
the word influencer, I don't really like it too much because I think when it comes down to it, it's just what's your connection with the people that you can influence? And that's what it comes down to. Well, it's also weird because like, is LeBron James an influencer or is he a basketball, right? A basketball player. Yeah. Same with you guys. I think I would say like an influencer are the cheesy people that just throw out motivational quotes every day, but don't actually have a talent. And exactly. I'm sure people will complain. So like, um, there's the water on the waves. Have you heard of that? Like a year and a half ago, two years. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So we were invited on it and it was so interesting because there were two rigs and one like Froning and his team were training on. And then on the other, we're just, you know, the quote unquote influencers pretending to work out and taking oh, yeah. pictures. It was, it was so interesting. What was the first, what was the first thing that you were approached with or who by to promote when I assume it was after your 18th place at the games? I think, so the first company I was sponsored by, uh, was fit aid. And, um, so I've been with them ever since. And, uh, the funny story we, we always, we still laugh about to, to today is, um, got into the sport just because of the love of the game, just because of the love of the sport didn't really ever think, Oh, I'm going to get sponsored by something. You know, it's not something you come into the sport. I mean, I know a lot of people do, and I think it's the wrong way to come into it, but I came to the sport for, I love this. I want to go to the games and then sponsorships occurred. And so Fidel hit me up and they're like, Hey, we want to sponsor you. And I had never in my life negotiated a contract ever. I mean, that's so this is just direct to you at the time. Yeah. I, so I, at one time did have a manager, never more. I prefer the direct, I prefer the direct to one, one one-to-one communication between companies. There's no loss of communication. It's just you and me. You can call me. You got my cell phone number. We could hash it out, figure out things. I hate the in-between mediator. For some people like Matt Frazier, it has to happen. You know, O'Keefe does a great job and it has to happen because- Maybe getting reached out by more people. Exactly. But just for me, I prefer to have my hand in the cookie jar and control it myself. Anyways, so Fit8 hit us up and they were like, hey, Jacob, we want to sponsor you. This is years ago, okay? They're like, we want to sponsor you. We want to work with you. And my wife and I were so excited because at that time we had drank that. And we were like, we're going to get sponsored by a company. Like, this is absolutely crazy. I'm a professional athlete now. Like, and, uh, in their contract, they were like, Hey, we were going to send you like a, a case to fit aid a month, promote us, you know, what the case would be. And Kelly and I were like, but I drink like one fit aid a day. So I need two cases of fit aid. So we emailed them back and we were like, Hey, instead of one case of fit aid a month, how about two? We sent that sucker, and within like five minutes, we got a reply. I said, "Deal," and we were like, "Yes, we're so awesome!" <laughs> we still to this day. I'm just a, to me, it was just it was a joyful moment. Did we know any better? No. Was I worth more than that? Probably not. Like I, I'm a nobody coming onto sport, but it's just a happy moment of like, you know, like I'm sponsored by a company. And I negotiate a contract. You know, but it was twenty four dollar negotiation. <laughs> addition for my maybe yeah. a little more so if, <laughs> is there a company out there that if they were listening you would want to work with that hasn't reached out oh that's a great question cheetos spicy cheetos <laughs> <laughs> i actually so my wife gets mad at me because i'll every now and again make a uh like a troll video for internet trolls and i'll use cheetos and coca-cola uh, cause that's just me. It's just the definition of someone who sits at their keyboard and was like, Oh, you look oh, so yeah. ugly. I've seen you do that. Yep. Yeah. And so, uh, I always usually have like one bag of Cheetos in the house for whenever I feel like making that video and my wife will get so mad. She'll be like, 
why do we have this bag of Cheetos here? And I'm like, well, I never know when I want to make that video. She's like, why? Why do we have this Cheeto bag in here? But um, it's a great question. I actually thought of that a couple days ago. Who was I thinking about getting sponsored by? I think it was like Home Depot because I have to do renovation so much. Hey, <laughs> you can do a you can. I can see you starting a home renovation show. Yeah. So the funny part was years ago, um, Facebook was actually start. I don't even think I've talked to anybody about this, but Facebook what had started um, their like video section of Facebook where you can go watch like short films that Facebook had made. And so Facebook was trying to make these films. They were doing some small ones. One of them was um, uh, not dirty jobs, returning the favor with Mike Rowe. So Facebook was involved in that. And they were like, hey, we'd like to do a show about fitness. And they decided they narrowed it down to CrossFit. And so Facebook actually sent a team out here. It's like three years ago. And they actually spent like three days filming us and the group I have around me in an effort. And they pitch it to Facebook as an option for a Facebook show about me. It uh, didn't end up panning out because they were like, we're not sure how many viewers will watch a CrossFitter. <laughs> I don't blame them for that. They would have been. Yeah, but it would have, I was, I thought it was kind of cool, but it didn't end up going. So fame and fortune, a loss was gone at that moment. Do you get a lot of trolls on your social media? Yeah, but I encourage it. I think the way I've uh, have approached social media, and everyone has their own choice to make in life when they when they get on social media. I always hated that people get on social media and just show the best parts of their life. In my mind, like it's not real, it's not raw, um, and so I've always shown the realness and rawness of being a professional athlete or or being a husband or being a dog dad, whatever the case may be. And sometimes that doesn't jive well with people. If that's me, Hey, today I'm going to go out and shoot guns. Hey, I'm a guy from Kansas. I shoot guns. You don't like it. That's okay. You can leave me. You don't have to follow me. You know, if, if you don't like the way I say things or think that's okay too. I'm not here to, I never liked the idea of cow towning or changing your belief system to meet other people's wants and needs. I'm always just going to show who I am. And if that's what you like, great. If it's not, hey, we all got the, the uh, option of making your own opinions. Yeah. Lately, you know, with Best Hour, we put out some quotes and we, you know, th they are meant to get attention, but there's always, yeah. you know, a handful of people on everyone that like argues. And I'm like, you're not even arguing what we're talking about. You know, so like recently we put out, you know, the, the people you discount are the worst members. You know, yep. and they're like, no military and law enforcement. And I'm like, you're, we're not arguing. You're just arguing for the sake of arguing. Like yeah. that's not I mean, what we, we're saying. We've discussed that in our gym. I mean, like giving discounts is great, but then you ask yourself, like, I'm valuing you as a person more than I'm valuing someone paying full price. And how does that relationship work? And how does that make them feel like? Yeah. You know? I mean, but I agree with you. Yeah. It's just funny that people always. Yeah, you know, people just have nothing better to do. Oh yeah, that, I mean, that's welcome to twenty twenty, right? Let's all <laughs> sit at home, get on, make like five Facebook profiles, and then attack each other. You know, like you know, it's just society we live in. Very true. So, so tell me more about each one of these businesses, please. So, tell me first about functional eating. I know that's something you and Jill at the box do together. Yeah. So. Um, the affiliate I went to, <clears throat> Cobra Command CrossFit, which again, most people think I own it. I do not own the gym. Uh, you don't even coach. You don't even coach there. 
<laughs> my level one relapse. I didn't even do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't super enjoy coaching that much. I enjoy leading groups of people that have a working knowledge. Why don't have to like explain what a burpee is? I don't super enjoy that. Um, but you anyways, enjoy, they had you a- enjoy cheerleading is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy that. And so, uh, Cobra command CrossFit had a nutrition program in it. It was, it worked very well for inside our uh, gym and it was doing wonderfully for our members. And so, um, we kind of came up with the idea of, okay, what if we take this outside of the box outside of the gym? And to do that, it was like, well, you need a platform. I have, of course, has the plat. I have the platform. You already have a great product. Let's team up, partner up, and get this out there. Very basic business plan, <laughs> honestly. Um, but that's essentially what we did. And so right now, we've started hiring new coaches. Um, we've got four or five coaches on our team now. We're hiring more before 2021 because we know it's gonna it's gonna explode probably. So someone's um, listening, and they are. I saw you posted that, but if they are a coach and they want to potentially throw their uh, hat in the ring. How can they reach out to you guys? Yeah. I mean, you can just reach out to me. I mean, so one of my goals in 2019, which I've carried over in subsequent years is I like when people realize that I am not a robot, that I am a human being. And I respond to literally every single message. Unless of course you call me a turd then I won't. (laughs) So they, they hit you up, but if they DM you on Instagram and they're interested in becoming part of the functional eating team. Cool. Yep. Yep. I will absolutely respond back. Um, but yet you can see your resume. Um, so we're still going through that process. Um, but you know, that's functional eating online nutrition program. Um, very simple. Um, and that's pretty much how it is. It's, it's pretty easy. And it's required to eat spicy Cheetos on this program. Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Yeah. On, on Tuesdays. Tuesdays. On Tuesdays. Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. We call it Cheeto Tuesday. Um, you take a picture <laughs> of your fingers and you just lick them slowly. We do a slow-mo video of you licking your fingers with Cheeto dust on it. Very Love simple. It. A lot of dirty phones on those days. What What about your training program? Yep. So we started Grit a couple years ago. Uh, Grit essentially was um, a different program for a company a couple years ago. It was called Midwest Made. Um, uh, that went through a little bit of a, uh, we, uh, I had a co-owner of the company. So the joke I usually make is, um, I have a bachelor's degree in mathematics. And so I did not take a single business class in college, not a single darn one. And so in 20, you know, in college, everyone learns in business 101. Hey, be careful going into business with friends or family or whatever. And that's usually the first lesson they learn. I was in calculus, so I didn't learn that lesson. So I learned, <laughs> I learned that the hard way. Um, but, uh, Midwest made, we essentially rebranded into grit. Grit is just programming essentially what I do. Um, on the day in and day out basis, we have a really good community there. Um, and, uh, so I run that company and then Jill is also my coach in that company too. So is that more, you know, one-on-one somebody you give them specific programming or you're putting out more mass one programming? One to many. Yeah, it's a, yep. It's a one to many. Right. Have you had to pivot much due to the gym closings? Yeah. Yeah. So we have, I mean, I think most people have, um, we kind of saw that obviously coming down the pipe, which everyone, you were dumb if you didn't notice it. Um, but everyone kind of saw that coming down the pipe. We pivoted to, um, providing a lot of essentially providing a lot of equipment, um, switches out and changes for you that needed it. And then also having at home programming that essentially follows my programming to the T, but just says, Hey, if Jacob's doing muscle ups today and you can't do muscle ups, 
here's an easy substitute for what you have at home. And then we have coaches that are on my team that allow you to message them and say, hey, I don't have a barbell. Do you have a sandbag? Cool. Use that. And here's the rope scheme. So. Did you program that bike workout? Was that one of the workouts? No, that's Jill's. Yeah, I don't. So I don't. I used to program for myself. But I know. I think one of my biggest strengths I have is I know what I'm good at, what I'm not good at. And if I'm not good at it, I have no problem delegating it or saying, Hey, Jason, I know you're good at this. Can you do this for me? And so I know I'm not good at programming for myself. And so I have uh, Jill do it for me. She's just much smarter than me in that area. So I let her do it. So Jill does all of your programming. And I mean, she was basically the gym mom bringing you sandwiches, making you eat over the course of the game. Yeah, Jill. Jill. Uh, Jill is uh, uh, an integral part of my team in a lot of the things I do. She is probably one of the people, a handful of people, like less than four, that I approach with any big decision in my life. It, it doesn't have to be in CrossFit. It could be anything, relational, land purchase, whatever the case may be. And so she is a person I have a lot of companies with because I just she thinks differently than me. And that is a huge benefit because I think a certain way she thinks a little bit differently than me. And so combining that to me is very helpful. And she has a lot of business savvy that I do not have. So would you, she's almost like a mentor to you. I would consider that she's a mentor to me. Um, and we own three companies together. And so we, you know, we work together well, and then she mentors me alongside of it. So it's nice. We just talked about how coaches need coaches and, how, how did you, that relationship come about? Did you just show up at Cobra Command and hit it off with her? Yeah, she actually um, bought into the gym uh, over time. I didn't know her that well. Um, I think I, the joke we make is I think she didn't like me in the beginning. Uh, I tend to have a pretty loud personality, and some people aren't going to like me, and some people are. And that's okay. And I don't think she liked me right off the bat. Uh, and... Um, Right back there. I don't think she liked me right off the bat. But then over time, we spent more time together just sitting in an office, just chatting and realized we had a lot of the same common interests. We thought very similarly. Um, we just had different backgrounds, whether I was a math guy and loved numbers and she was a had a business degree and still loved numbers, but came up from the business savvy perspective. And we just started spitballing ideas and talking about things. That's kind of how we hit it off pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah, you guys definitely have a great coach athlete and clearly friendship as well so you've got nutrition training um your your pipeline for your for the influencers what about stream fitness yeah so um <clears throat> february of this year <clears throat> i was approached by a gentleman um <laughs> who slid into my dms okay so this guy slides into my dms all good things come in your dms jason guy check them I, I like and, it and he slid into my dms he goes hey I've got this really cool idea. Um, uh, I want to talk to you about it. Uh, um, just let me know if you have time. And the funny part is this was like in February, January, February of this year. And the funny part is I had been talking to my wife. I was like, man, like I should have bought stock in zoom for one. Didn't this do that. Okay. Pre pandemic. This is dirt. This is like, this is like the first month of pandemic. It's like okay. January, 2020. And so, uh, we're realizing that all these gyms are using zoom. Our gym C3 is starting to use zoom and I, you know, I'm using zoom all the time and I'm realizing, man, I really wish there was something better than zoom out there for coaches online. 
And so I'd already verbalized it a few times to my wife. And I had literally said, someone needs to create this. And then this guy slides in my DMs like a week later. His name's Dustin. And he goes, hey, I've got some idea. Jump on a phone with me. And so I jumped on a phone call with him and his partner, Greg. And they pitched me this exact idea. And I said, guys, I literally told my wife this three days ago. You know, like a week ago, I said, I am totally on board with this. And so we actually pulled in Scott Panchik um, in the same team. So there's four of us guys um, that are that created Stream. And the concept behind it is very simple. That is the idea of what if there existed an app out there that allowed any coach anywhere at any time um, to host a class and that any athlete could join, regardless of borders, regardless of where they're at and time zones. And essentially, it's just a, we're taking Zoom, you know, we're not remaking zoom we're taking zoom changing it and putting stuff in that meets the fitness space you know we've all complained about oh i gotta get a stupid clock in the view okay well it has a clock oh i want to listen to my own music it has a spotify premium plugin hey I, you know i gotta have a board in my view that has the workout behind me the workout can easily be accessible on screen for the athletes you know how do i talk to you know, as a coach leading a class, people don't listen to me. Okay. When the coach talks, everyone else's volume and audio hushes because the coach is the most important. We need um, that in the real box. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, now I just need to put like zapper collars on people's necks. They get zapped. And they talk over the coach. You know, like, I mean, there are so many, essentially we spent February to March. I called affiliate owners from around the world that were using zoom and talked to them and said, Hey, you're using zoom. What do you like about it? What do you not like about it? Give me your ideas. No, no matter how big and how, you know, how bad or how big they are given to me. Some of them were great ideas. Some of them were impossible ideas. And some of them were fabulous ideas. We took all that, garnered it all up, and pretty much created Stream. It was, was kind of the concept. Very cool. I think, yeah, it, especially as we're facing another potential lockdown, it couldn't be more important. So really cool. And I think what people are realizing, let's just assume like tomorrow COVID is cured, which would be wonderful. Don't get me wrong. It isn't going to happen. But let's say tomorrow it just disappears off the planet. I still think what people have realized in 2020, which I think is an advantage from COVID, there, there are glimmers of hope from a pandemic. And I think that is you know, people are realizing that like your podcast, sometimes the best hour of your day doesn't have to mean you have to go into the gym. Sometimes for a mom of three kids, it might be, hey, I just can't get out. I need to get my fitness in and it has to be done at home and I have a dumbbell. Or maybe it's just, hey, I can't go to the gym because I don't have anything around me. I mean, I've lived in certain places where a gym was an hour away. That's too difficult for me to get there. And so I think people are realizing that they don't necessarily have to go to a gym. Now, I don't want to pull away from what a brick and mortar community has. But I want to essentially recreate that as close as I possibly can online. Now, it's not going to be, it's not going to happen. But I want to get as close as I possibly can to it, and that was that was the goal. Yeah, I mean, the best hour of your day, you're absolutely right. Doesn't have to happen in the gym. And how many times have we not wanted to exercise, and then when we're done, feel great? Every time. Every time. Exactly. Well, other than sliding into Jacob's DMs. Correct me if I'm wrong, but gritathlete.com is where people can learn more about your training. And then if they go over on Instagram to functional eating, they can learn more about functional eating and your nutrition coaching. Yeah. So grit is going to be gritperformance.co. Grit, grit performance. performance. There's, there's a grit athlete. That's not you. Did I just plug the wrong? Uh... 
That's okay. That, I mean, they got a they got a good name. I appreciate the name they got. You know, I Maybe thought it was the logo. Out. It's the same logo you have. Look like well, that. they've got a, they've got a really good website. They just stole off me, and I kudos to them for doing that. Now there you are. Yeah, you're on gripperformance.co, and that uh, that teenage girl. Yep, Olivia. Olivia. Yeah, I remember her. She's a beast at the box. Yeah, and then functional eating is just functionaleating.co. Um, yeah, you, you like that .co. You're a .co guy. <laughs> it just, I mean, from my perspective, I don't know the benefit of a com versus a co. I'm sure some nerd is like, oh, Jacob, let me tell you. But I mean, like, if my name's available, I'm going to take it. Yeah, I think this day and age, everything's a click anyway. No one's typing stuff in so or searching it. Well, I'm going to let you go train. What do you, What's on the agenda right now? I am uh, sitting in the parking lot. I'm going to, um, they probably are calling the cops on me because I've been sitting out here for an hour talking to myself. I am going to go work out and then I'm going to get back home and move some more stuff in the clown house and get that house ready. Well, enjoy night number four in the clown house and, you know, tell the Cobra command, the triple C crew. I said, hi, super Love welcoming. It. If you guys are ever in, in that area, I definitely recommend checking out Cobra command, but I appreciate you coming on. Hopefully people check you out. And again, you can hit Jacob up, DM him. And if you have <laughs> int interested coaching forum or learning more about his program so thanks for coming on jake thanks so much jason i appreciate it so you never miss an episode of the podcast subscribe to our youtube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day see you next time